It's the Healthy Woman Show, sponsored by Women's Excellence. Highlighting the new Endometriosis Treatment Center of America. For a virtual or in-person consultation, visit centerofendometriosis.com. Here's Marie Osborne. Welcome into another edition of the Healthy Woman Show here on WJR. Once again, Dr. Jonathan Zayden of Women's Excellence is right along with us. Dr. Zayden, for the last few months, you've talked a lot about the new Endometriosis Treatment Center of America. And now we're excited to let our listeners know that for the first time, a first office is up and running. And of course, we're going to be giving more details on that and talk with some of the new providers that make up the team at ETCA. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's been a labor of love putting this thing together, right? We've been doing endometriosis for the past 23 years and, uh, you know, somehow got to the point where we're doing some of the most complicated surgery around for this disease process. But yet, you know, it was so difficult to, to bring this one office open, despite the fact that we have so many other offices, because there's so much logistics in opening an office. But, you know, finally, we're, we're this is our first office. We'll be open in our second in Birmingham soon. So it's a very, very exciting time. And, you know, we're going to talk on this show not only to uh, our new uh, physician assistants, but also um, uh, we're going to talk a lot about pelvic pain. So interesting. It should be an interesting show, Marie. And as always, we're going to be putting Dr. Zayden on the hot seat to answer some of your tough women's health questions. That's coming up a little bit later on the show. Stay with us as we continue here on The Healthy Woman Show on WJR. We're back here on the Healthy Woman Show. Dr. Zayden, pelvic pain seems like a big generic term, especially since most women experience some kind of pain or discomfort during their period. So how would a woman know if there's a much more serious problem developing? Well, I think that's, you know, the crux your your question and or your comment here is really the, the crux of pelvic pain in that so many women come in and they present with these symptoms of discomfort and, you know, changes in their lifestyle as a result of discomfort and people just attribute it to normal menstrual cramping. And I think that's been the hallmark of, of how people have been treated, especially in people who aren't necessarily hundred percent familiar with women's health. Um, you know, pelvic pain is, is a, is a complex problem. There's a lot of different, uh, uh, items that can cause pelvic pain. And anytime you're getting pain, you should be evaluated. If the pain is is easily taken care of with simple measures like, uh, you know, non-steroidal agents, like if you could take Motrin and the symptoms go away, or if you can take uh, maybe even just standard hormonal suppressants like birth control pills and all your symptoms go away, that's one thing. But in many cases, people are already doing that and they're still having pain. So that's when I, I consider pelvic pain concerning. So from your experiences, what are some of the most cause, uh, most common causes of pelvic pain? Can you go through some of them for us? Well, obviously, we just opened Endometriosis Treatment Center of America. So one of the most common ones that I see is endometriosis. But clearly, there's a lot of reasons that people have pelvic pain. I mean, the first one would be endometriosis when the lining inside the uterus starts to grow in other places. So you can only imagine if menstrual tissue was growing inside your abdomen, 
your body would feel that that was an injury and it would create a big inflammatory response. And that's why the hallmark of, of therapy in the beginning is non-steroidal anti-inflammatories like Motrin or ibuprofen. So, you know, that's the number one, I think, you know, that I look for, but then there's a, a myriad of other things. For example, the endometrial tissue that can cause endometriosis can also grow into the muscle of the uterus, and that can be called adenomyosis, and that can cause a lot of the same symptoms as endometriosis. Then there's smooth muscle tumors that people have, such as uterine fibroids. There's bowel conditions that people have, irritable bowel syndrome. Uh, you can have bladder conditions that cause pelvic pain, such as interstitial cystitis. And then also people with prolapse disorders, we talk about this on the show a lot, but when, when the pelvic organs don't have the right support, that can cause pressure and cause chronic pelvic pain. And then there's a myriad of different types of scar tissue in the belly that could be causing pain. People could have had a previous appendectomy. They could have had a previous pelvic infection. Uh, you know, there's many things could be endometriosis causing adhesions or scar tissue in the belly that can be, uh, you know, taken care of surgically. And then finally, there's a whole syndrome of, uh, of pain called vulvodynia. And that's where the vaginal vault and the vulva can cause immense pain for people. And, and that can be for multiple reasons as well. So besides uh, general pain, pain, what other symptoms can be associated with these particular issues? I think the biggest thing is, is people can get bloating. They can have problems with their urinary symptoms. Like for example, when they void, it could be painful. Um, they might notice burning after, they've, after they go to the bathroom um, and urinate. They can have nausea, vomiting, again, with, uh, associated with bloating. In some cases, one of the main symptoms that we have for, um, for uh, people that have pelvic pain is also infertility. So on top of them, you know, actually having the pain, they're also noting that they're not getting pregnant. Um, painful intercourse can be another, uh, another obvious uh, associated symptom. And then anytime you have any of these disease processes, it can increase the blood supply in the pelvis and ultimately cause abnormal bleeding. So, you know, any of those types of things can be associated along with the pain which ultimately makes our diagnostic abilities um, a little bit heightened, right? So we start to look and say, oh, wait, she's not only having pain, but she's also having abnormal bleeding, or it's also impacting her relationship with painful intercourse or, or their work habits, employment habits, and school habits. I think that's something that's so um, not looked at in women. It's just disregarded the fact that two to three days a month, they're having a hard time going to school or going to their job or taking care of their children and families, right? 100%. I mean, this yeah. is this a it's pelvic pain. Imagine if you, you know, if your shoulder hurt every day. You know, people have, you know, pain that happens for 2 weeks at a time or maybe the whole month once they get more serious, you know, some more serious condition. So, it's absolutely something that needs to be addressed. And I know Dr. Zayden, this is a passion project for you because you are so serious about dealing with women's pain and how it affects their lives because it is so life-changing and taking that pain seriously. When we come back, we're gonna be talking more about the opening of the Endometriosis Center of America, and we'll address all that pelvic pain concerns that women have right here on The Healthy Woman Show on WJR.
Welcome back to the Healthy Woman Show here on WJR. It is time to go in-depth, talk a little more about the Endometriosis Center of America. I know, Dr. Zayden, this has been such an important project for you. You talk about endometriosis frequently and how life-changing it is for women and how life-changing it is for you when you're able to help these women uh, handle their endometriosis and really get them to a better place in their lives. So let's talk a little bit about the new office opening and all the great stuff that's happening. Well, it's funny because I, I must change my voice a little bit or something when I talk about this, because probably because I'm so passionate about it and we get such good feedback because people always say the same thing that you just said. They always talk about how, you know, you, you, you're so excited when you talk about endometriosis. And it's not that I'm not excited about other things, but I just think that this is just something that has been needed for so long. And I think that it, a good, solid, coordinated effort on how to treat this disease and how to treat it with, uh, you know, a, a systems-based approach, meaning that we, we understand each system and we're, we're evaluating each system is, is very, very important because obviously there's multifactorial reasons that people have pelvic pain and we need to figure those out. So I'm, I'm super excited about it. Now, I know you're going to be launching a new website. Why don't you talk a little bit about that? What people can find there? I think maybe that's the first introduction for a lot of people. Well, we, you know, we looked at, you know, again, Marie, we've done endometriosis for 23 years, right? I mean, I joined the endometriosis treatment uh, association or endometriosis association 25 years ago. So it's not something that's new for us, but we decided that instead of keeping it within the women's excellence realm, that it would be best if we made its own company. And the reason we did that is just because we know that the patients that, that come to Endometriosis Treatment Center of America are going to be very knowledgeable about their disease process. And it's important that the people, all, everyone that works there, and we're going to talk to you know three of our PAs today, are not only empathetic, but also knowledgeable about the condition, right? And so Women's Excellence is a very, very comprehensive medical office. And, and the comprehensive nature of that office means that we've got providers treating many, many different things. And what we want to do is kind of create a special home for people that have endometriosis so that they can get a, a full comprehensive uh, care plan and it not be watered down by somebody who may, may or may not be knowledgeable about endometriosis as much as the next person. Our goal is to have complete standardization of, of treatment. Of course, understanding that every patient's different and every patient has different needs, but understand the basic science of endometriosis. So we created a new, entirely new platform, a new website. We've created it from the ground up, and I'm, I'm very excited about it. It's called centerofendometriosis.com. And, uh, and once you get to that website, I think you'll understand that we understand what endometriosis is all about. It talks people through exactly what their concerns are, and it gives them information about, you know, different disease processes and their statistical likelihood with endometriosis and things like that. So, I mean, I think it's just a great website. We did, you know, a lot of research. There was a lot of knowledge we already knew, some knowledge that we gained when we built this website. And I expect the website to get better and better all the time. And when I say comprehensive, I mean, we're going to have the ability for people to purchase supplements that they want to buy uh, for endometriosis in, in a way that, you know, it, we're cost effective doing so, and also based on good products. 
I mean, that's the most important thing because there's all kinds of things that people recommend out there. We want to make sure that the products are good. We're also going to have maintenance plans, meaning that when I say maintenance plans, we're not talking about, you know, the maintenance plan for your furnace, but more, what about maintenance once we get you better? How do we keep you better, right? So, you know, you know, the statement, what gets you there won't always keep you there, right? So we go through this, you know, many cases, people have major treatments for endometriosis. And then afterwards, their doctor's like, oh, you feel good. And they feel good. And then two years later, they come back, right? So, you know, I always say this in the office, an object in motion stays in motion until some equal and opposite force acts upon it. So if you got endometriosis when you're 22, and we treat you, and you're basically disease free at 26, but we haven't done anything different, it'll come back when you're 30. So we want to make sure that we have maintenance programs to help. We also want to make sure that we're looking at the other things like, you know, IBS and allergies. We now offer allergy testing in our office, nutritional guidance for endometriosis, and then looking at the bladder control issues and interstitial cystitis that are statistically related. So that's a really good smattering of everything that we're going to do. And our real mission is about providing expert care, understanding people's disease process, embracing the best surgical and multimodal therapeutic approaches, committing to, you know, the greatest and latest technologies, and then excising inflammation and endometriosis so that we can eradicate the disease and finally restore their quality of life. And that's really what we're all about. And I think the website kind of encompasses that. The business will encompass it even more. I know you're very proud of your team of providers, Dr. Zayden. You spend a lot of time getting the right team in place, and that's no different for the Endometriosis, uh, Endometriosis Center of America. You've got a great team there. And as we were saying just a few minutes ago with Dr. Zayden, the Endometriosis Center of America is open. And as always, he's very proud of his staff and the team members that he's assembled to provide care to his patients. Emily Zelmer is joining us. She's a physician's assistant. Welcome, Emily, to the show. We're glad you could join us. Hi, thanks. I'm happy to be here. So tell me what uh, uh, what made you a physician's assistant? Why did you want to be one? And if you could also briefly tell us what your background is, because I don't know that a lot of people know the amount of schooling that goes into becoming a physician's assistant. Oh, absolutely. So I... I always knew I wanted to go into healthcare in some aspect. I didn't know if that was athletic training, psychology, or whatnot. Um, I went to school to get my undergrad at, uh, I'm a transplant, I'm to, at University of Wisconsin, La Crosse. Um, and I went to school, it actually took me five years. I got a degree in biology and Spanish, um, knowing I wanted to go into either um, be a physician or a PA. And I chose the physician assistant route. Um, I like the flexibility that it allows me in my career, primarily to kind of delve into either specialties or primary care and the training it gave me, um, taking lots of classes with uh, medical students and all the hands-on training I got in my second year of school. So uh, my physician assistant schooling was a master's degree that took me 24 months um, of kind of intense training, but um, a whole lot of fun. And then I uh, took a job in family practice to kind of solidify uh, my medical knowledge kind of across the board as much as I could. But I've always had um, more of a passion for women's health. So I knew that eventually I kind of wanted to get back into that specialty and, and that kind of led me to where I am today. 
Dr. Zayden always talks about the endometriosis issue among his patients and how life-changing it is for patients that are diagnosed with endometriosis. What do you hope to bring to your patients when uh, they are dealing with this type of problem in their lives? I hope to bring them hope. Um, I feel a lot of them come to us feeling like they haven't been listened to for a while and that there's just not really any hope they're ever going to feel any better or back to normal. And I think um, we're, we're able to, we have the capability to provide really great care and um, that you can't find just anywhere else. Um, and we have, um, I think we're good people too. We're good at listening. We're good at um, re- meeting people where they're at to um, get them the care they need at the point they're at in their lives, which is really important, particularly with endometriosis as it kind of crosses the lifespan. And your thoughts about this being a comprehensive center. So this is where if you have this issue, all aspects of this disease will be addressed with you and uh, taken care of. Why was that important for you to come into a, to a place like that? Um, because we're not, I think if we're able to treat someone as the whole person um, comprehensively, that's, I mean, that's our job. We should be able to understand all aspects of someone's life that this can affect. Um, so I'm happy to be able to, to um, provide, provide that for all of these patients because it's necessary or we're not really treating them appropriately. So we need to get to, um, get to down to treating them as best we can. And I know Dr. Zayden has talked about this before, and it's funny because you mentioned it yourself. You, you talked about how often women are not listened to when they present with problems that they're having uh, due to endometriosis. And that, you said, is something that's going to be important to you is to be a good listener. Yeah, absolutely. Um, It's hard because a lot of times pain is an aspect of it and pain can be seen as very subjective, but um, trying to turn their their concerns into, you know, this is subjective, this is happening in your body and we hear you and we can help you. It's definitely something I'm, I'm super happy to be able to do. We can hear you. I like that. Emily Zelmer, thank you so much. Once again, Emily Zelmer is a physician's assistant at the Endometriosis Center of America. When we come back, we'll talk with Kaylee Traver here on WJR. our chat continues with the players in the Endometriosis Center of America, physicians' assistants, who are part of the team at the center who will be providing care, along with Dr. Jonathan Zayden. Kaylee Traver is also a physician's assistant with the center. Kaylee, welcome to WJR and the show. Tell us what made uh, you pick becoming a physician's assistant as your life's work. Yeah, so I always knew I wanted to work in medicine. It was kind of the perfect combination of getting to work in science and getting to work with humans. So that was always always the path. It was just a matter of choosing what area of medicine. And I kind of fell in love with the idea of being a physician assistant because it allowed me to kind of decide my path as I went. It didn't kind of pigeonhole me into anything. And did you have a special interest in women's health? You know, the funny part is I actually wasn't sure what area I wanted to go into when I originally started um, school to be a PA. And then in my first year, I totally fell in love with women's health. Um, 
it kind of caught me by surprise, if I'm being honest, but it really became something that I was very passionate about. And I saw the like great need for PAs in this field. And what what is it that women's health is lacking that you thought you could provide? I think the focus on quality of life. So many providers, it's just kind of solving the problem. And like, you know, I saw a lot of that, a lot of like, let's fix the problem and move on. And so much of women's health is about letting women continue to live and do the things they like to do. And there's a lot of things that happen that kind of interfere with that as life goes on. And I thought that that could be something where I could actually make a difference. And what do you think you're going to be bringing to this particular study of endometriosis? I mean, Dr. Zayden, of course, is really a maverick in this field. And he has talked about this over and over and over on the show about how this uh, disease is really can cripple a woman's life. So what do you think you're going to bring to this particular area of study and health? Yeah, I think it's really first interesting to kind of hear what the patients have gone through. So many of these patients have been through so much by the time they come to us. So kind of going through everything they've gone through in the past and being able to create a plan for them moving forward. Like you said, Dr. Zayden is great at what he does. And so I'm kind of lucky and fortunate to be in the position to facilitate patients getting to see him or to get whatever treatments or you know testing and stuff they need in the process. In past shows that we've done about endometriosis, and we've talked with patients uh, also about their journeys with endometriosis, and without a doubt, every single one of them has talked about how they weren't heard. They would go to the doctor, and then they'd go to another one, and then another one, and it was always this thing about them not being heard, or their symptoms, this is even worse, their symptoms not being taken seriously. Yeah, I hear that. I mean, every day I hear that. It's it's a constant stream of women telling me either people aren't listening and thinking that they're lying or faking or exaggerating or just that, you know, they've tried so much stuff and nothing is helping. And it's so sad and it's heartbreaking to hear that these patients aren't being taken seriously because you can see it. You can see it when you talk to them and you can hear it in their voice. They're They're struggling. And this is something that's severely impacting their life. And yeah, it's, I'm grateful to be in the position to be able to give them someone that will listen to them and say like, not only do I hear what you're saying, but like, I believe you. And I believe that these are true symptoms and we can fix it. And closing out, what, what is, um, how important is it for you to be working at a place that will solely concentrate on endometriosis on this one issue and women's health? I love it. I think it's really great. There's a a lack of care in this area. And sometimes it's because of lack of knowledge. Sometimes it's because this is a hard disease to treat. Um, and from whatever perspective, I think it's really important that people have a place to go where they can trust that they will be heard and that they'll be taken care of. And that we have someone like Dr. Zayden, who's pioneering this and really being in the forefront of the best ways to treat these patients. Kaylee Traver, thank you so much for talking with us today. Kaylee, of course, a physician's assistant at the newly opened Endometriosis Center of America. We'd like to welcome Lauren Toma to the show. Lauren is also a physician's assistant at the Endometriosis Center of America. Welcome, Lauren. We have asked each of our PAs today to talk a little bit about their schooling, their background to become a PA. What brought you to that study? 
Sure. Um, you know, in undergrad, I didn't really know I wanted to even be a PA until probably the end of my sophomore year. Um, one of my friends just mentioned it to me and I went to her with her to a meeting and and that's kind of how I got into that. I knew I wanted to do medicine, but not necessarily become a PA. And so when you, uh, I, again, we talk a little bit about the background itself. Did you get an undergraduate degree and then you went ahead and got your further education in terms of the PA? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I got my bachelor's degree um, here in Michigan, and then I went to PA school in Chicago. Oh, very good. And what made you pick women's health? Um, so when I started PA school, I went in pretty open. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, and then I had my first women's health rotation and um, really loved it. So then I ended up doing all my elective um, rotations in PA school in women's health to so just get some more experience. What was it that attracted you to women's health more than, say, uh, pediatrics or one of yeah. the other hundreds right. of things you could have done? Yeah. So most of it was a lot of like the access. So, you know, um, people don't have that much good access to care. And especially in Chicago is a lot of underserved communities. And I kind of noticed that there. And then that builds it in here, you know, at like from starting at Women's Excellence and then moving into the endometriosis treatment center. There's so many patients who have been seen by so many different um, OBGYN doctors, primary carers who can't solve their problem. Um, And then that's why they kind of end up here. So I think that with our new center, we're really giving um, good quality care to these patients and really like listening to them after they, you know, have been through kind of the ringer going through all these different doctor's visits. It's interesting that that point about listening is something that each one of uh, the PAs today talked about. Emily, Kaylee, now you, Lauren, uh, talking about how important it is to listen. And these frightful stories, and Dr. Zayden has told them before, and we've had women patients on the show who talk about, they just, in some cases, weren't even believed that they had this pain and this life-altering disease. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the big thing. It's it's really a quality of life issue. And just starting here, I had, I mean, I didn't have too much experience with, you know, endometriosis. In my rotation in Chicago, I didn't see it very often. Uh, but then coming here, starting at Women's Excellence and, you know, operating with Dr. Zayden um, and actually seeing the extent of the disease, like through surgery, you actually can understand why these people are coming in all the time. And they're, you know, understand the extensiveness of the disease and how it affects them. What do you think it is about Lauren that's going to be important to your patients that you're going to bring to your practice? Yeah, I feel like I've already developed pretty strong relationships with a lot of the patients. You know, they always like yesterday, Dr. Zayden was like, oh, you know, um, one of our patients just want to see you in pre-op just kind of like for more of like a comfort or like familiarity because and that's the nice thing about having um, us, the PAs, be able to come into the office and go into surgery is it kind of gives like more continuity. And I think that's what Dr. Zayden was kind of striving for too, um, is just, you know, it's a familiar face, right? They're getting operated on, especially during COVID times when their family members can't be with them in pre-op and can't be with them in recovery. It's nice for them to have like a familiar face that they're comfortable with. And, And how important is it for you to be working in a place that's going to be comprehensive? It's going to take care of all aspects of endometriosis, and that's all you're going to be doing there. Right. I, I think it's important and really great for the patients too, because we're not sending them, you know, here and there to get all these, you know, different tests on or, you know, like allergy testing, supplements, things like that. It'll be really great for them. So I think it's really important um, that we're doing that here. And one of the other PAs had talked a little bit about also uh, once treated, you know, a lot of things with endometriosis, once you're treated, you're not necessarily 
done. You're, it's going to be important at the Endometriosis Centers of America to uh, continue care with patients, mm-hmm. to hope that they remain healthy, not just maybe through their 20s and 30s, but beyond that. And so that it's an important relationship, but also continuum of care. Right. Yeah. So, you know, making sure we're having good follow up with them and kind of more preventative care versus like solving the solving the issue when it comes up and just we're, we're kind of being on top of that. And when you talk about endometriosis uh, to perhaps people that, you know, maybe other women, do people mm. really know what that is or is it still kind of a, a mystery disease? One of those mystery sh- diseases that we don't really talk about. I you know, I'm not, I don't know how to answer that question. I feel like a lot of times if I'm talking about it, like if, you know, someone asks me like, oh, what it is, what is it that you do? Um, and I, I say that, you know, we treat a lot of patients with endometriosis and then I kind of have to go and explain that to them. They don't really, yeah. So they don't really know what that is and that it's more of like a pelvic pain condition and it can affect a lot of other things in someone's quality of life. So, you know, like to family members and friends, I really have to explain it to them. And, and again, that issue of quality of life, that's just key, isn't it, to all of Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, to help solving the problems. Lauren, Tama, thank you so much for joining us today yeah, on thank the show. You. So appreciate it. Uh, you, again, a physician's assistant at the Endometriosis Center of America. Dr. Zayden, we want to bring you uh, back in here for just a couple of minutes before we wrap up. Why don't you give us a little, some of the nuts and bolts about the Endometriosis Center of America so people can really have a handle on where they can get more information and how they can be seen. You have to remember that uh, I, you know, personally interviewed all three of these uh, physician assistants, and I can tell you, um, you know, I'm I'm smiling here because I, I I just can't believe how in line we were with the mission. I mean, my human resource director Brittany Davy handpicked uh, these these find young professionals to be here. And I think the number one thing is access to care. And we've designed the site so that, you know, in our center, so that you can see us virtually first, so you can be heard, listened to virtually with your first appointment. So if you're 150 miles away, 200 miles away, listen to this, 300 miles away, it doesn't matter. You can get care at the Endometriosis Treatment Center of America. You can reach us on www.centerofendometriosis.com. And most importantly, you're going to get a friendly person, a comprehensive person that understands endometriosis. They understand what we do, why we do it, what our mission is, and they're gonna be able to provide the best care. And I think that's, that's what this is all about. And when we come back here on the show, we'll have Ask the Doc. It's the Doc's favorite segment, and we'll be joining him with the mailbag when we come back here on WJR. Welcome back to the Healthy Woman Show here on WJR. And as we always like to do on the show at some point is to put Dr. Zayden in the hot seat with our Ask the Doc segment. Jessica Rousset with Women's Excellence is joining us to go into the mailbag and pull out some great questions for the doc. Hi, Jessica. Hi, it's good to be back. I know I missed last month, so I tried to find some extra hard questions today. (laughs) Yeah, last month was easy. No wonder you weren't here. (laughs) So let's dive right in. Let me see, and I'll try to throw an easy one at you first. Is there anything I can do to stop my hair from thinning? I'm a 50-year-old female. Well, I think that uh, this is a common... uh, 
a common problem actually. And, you know, there's, there's the, the physiologic uh, nature of it um, that can lend itself to uh, things like hypothyroidism and stuff like that, that can, can change how uh, thick your hair is and so forth. And then there's also a seasonal thing where people lose hair. And then there's just idiopathic, what we call idiopathic, that's doctor term for we don't know. Um, and that is idiopathic alopecia, where people just lose their, their hair. There is some things that we can do about it now. I mean, um, obviously, we always try to kind of balance their hormones, make sure the thyroid panels are all adequate and stuff like that. But then there's also some uh, some medications that uh, we can use. And then there's also PRP. You've heard us talk about that uh, for vulvar conditions in the past. And uh, it also works on the scalp to increase the blood supply of the, of the scalp and regenerate some of those hair follicles and help them start growing. PRP is platelet-rich plasma. And we take your own blood, spin it down, and then, and then help. It's not one of these FDA-approved uh, products, but it's certainly works very, very well and it's safe and you're not using any auxiliary medications and you don't have to take anything for that. So um, there's those types of things. So, I mean, the first thing is good nutrition, make sure the hormones are balanced, make sure there's no thyroid abnormalities, that you don't have any other major medical conditions that are, are kind of decreasing blood supply and so on and so forth. And then obviously, you know, maybe doing some treatments like that, where we're increasing the blood supply and the follicle recruitment with uh, PRP. Okay. Next one. Actually, this one comes up a lot and I know we've covered it before, but I think it'll be helpful for any new listeners. So the question is, what can I do about vaginal dryness? Will I have to rely on lubricants forever? You know, there's, um, I mean, there's a lot of different things that you could do for vaginal dryness and, you know, lubricants are certainly one of them. I don't really recommend oil-based lubricants hardly at all, um, just because they're kind of messy and they linger and so on and so forth. I more recommend getting vaginal health. Um, you know, so the re, you know what keeps the vagina healthy in the first place is the fact that you produce estrogen and you have a good vaginal what we call ecosystem. And you know, anytime that people um, you know don't have a good vaginal ecosystem, then they have a tendency to get yeast infections, bacterial vaginosis, more irritations of the vulva and all all the female parts. And so I'm I'm pretty big on keeping the vaginal area healthy. So I'll recommend like vaginal estrogens or intravaginal DHEA, things that are going to keep those vaginal cells healthy on their own, which are going to produce their own lubrication and then subsequently keep people from getting infections because as they produce their own lubricants and their own secretions, they're also maintaining the own, their own pH in the vagina. If that's not the case and somebody's not a candidate for those types of things, then I recommend products that are pH balanced, typically water-based that can help people. Okay. Is it normal for a 62 year old woman to have bleeding after sex? And when I read this one, I thought to myself, is it ever normal for that to happen? Even if you're younger than that? Well, I think that, you know, uh, you know, again, you, you picked 62, but I really think that's anybody over probably uh, the age of menopause, which is 50.8. But, you know, people go through menopause at all, all different times of their life. So it's really more that's the question. And if you think about it, um, it's never normal to bleed in the postmenopausal period. And, you know, by 62, almost everybody's menopausal. So, you know, if not everybody. And, uh, and so it's never normal to bleed. So there's two things that, you know, could be causing the bleeding. And it's, it's actually more than two. But let's narrow it down to two things. It could be a mechanical problem, such as a polyp 
a fibroid, a carcinoma, maybe maybe a cancer in the vulva or the vaginal area, or atrophy. And then, you know, if if we're using the organ, the, the vaginal organ for intercourse, but the tissue is not really at this point in their life designed to, to be used for that, then there can be tearing and that can lead to bleeding. The second component to this could be that they're bleeding because there's blood accumulating already in the uterus, i.e. from a uterine cancer or a uterine polyp or some abnormality within the, within the uterus, maybe even a precancer because of multiple uh, exposures to things like estrogen, maybe even from their own tissue. And then um, they could also have something called fallopian tube carcinoma, which we've seen a couple of times over the years where people are, you know, they have bleeding and we can't quite figure out where it's coming from. It accumulates in the uterus and then they have intercourse and the, and the motion of the uterus causes that bleeding. So it's never normal. So here's the takeaway. It's never normal to bleed in the postmenopausal period. If you do that, you need to be evaluated and you need to be evaluated right away. And it should be a thorough and comprehensive evaluation. And that's whether or not you're having sex or not, but clearly it's not normal in, in if you're having sex either. And that's a lot of good info. Um, I thought this one was super interesting and it relates to endo. So I was told that my endometriosis will go away once I pass menopause. What if I decide to take home, hormone therapy during menopause? Will that continue to aggravate the endo? I think that's a great um, question because I think I mentioned it earlier. I lose track of when we're doing these shows, but I think we talked about the maintenance, you know, yep. of endometriosis in this show. And, and it's very important that we're comprehensive with that. You heard me say, you know, I think before, if you, you know, if you've had it, you know, an object in motion stays in motion until some equal and opposite forks acts upon it. Well, if you have endometriosis and it's active disease, right. And you stop being producing estrogen, i.e. you go through the menopause, that's going to make the disease better, right? But if you take away that, that object that act upon it, okay, and you go and give it estrogen again, well, you, it's not going to stay away and you have to pay attention to that. So that's why, you know, in our practice, we'll recommend hormone replacement therapy with progesterone associated if somebody has endometriosis. So there, it's, it's very complex when you're treating endometriosis patients because, you know, once that disease is there, it could always be reactivated. Mm. It could cause scarring that could cause problems. So all of those things could, could be an issue. Dr. Zayden, thank you so much for some great answers. Jessica, great questions as always. We always enjoy the Ask the Doc segment. These are getting easier, Marie. They're getting easier. <laughs> you're getting better at practicing, right? There yep. you go. Dr. Zayden, before you go, of course, we want to give one more plug for the Endometriosis Center of America. Centerofendometriosis.com is where people can go to get more information. Dr. Zayden, always a pleasure to have you on board. Thanks again for another great show. The Healthy Woman Show has been presented by Women's Excellence. 